Now, before we start this, I want you to imagine yourself walking barefoot on the beach, having fun with the sand crashing in your feet. Then, lit up a bonfire. Come, sit down and relax. Welcome to my podcast. My name is Mark Santos. And let me open my top three list for the greatest athletes of all time. On my number three spot, I've chosen Usain Bolt, widely considered as the greatest sprinter that ever lived, a world record holder in the 100-meter, 200-meter, 4x100-meter relay. He's the only one in the history to win gold medals in the 100-meter, 200-meter, and 4x100-meter relay in both the Olympics and World Athletics Championship. And you know that his greatest achievement was winning the gold medals in 100-meter, 200-meter races in three consecutive Olympic Games. An 11-time world champion and 8-time Olympic gold medalist. Now, let's take a step back and talk about his debut in the world stage at the 2001 IAATF World Youth Championship. In here, it was a disaster because Usain Bolt suffered a loss and failed to qualify for finals, but still set a new personal best of 21.73 seconds and it didn't stop him from being great because the following year, in front of a home crowd in Kingston, Jamaica, Bolt was given a chance to prove himself and at the age of 15 he became the youngest world junior gold medalist ever and if I may say in that 200 meter race final he looked nervous from the start and didn't have a good start off the blocks but as the race goes on the lightning bolt manages to strike properly as he picks up speed and registered a time of 20.61 seconds, which was slower than his personal best of 20.8 seconds, but this win made him the youngest world junior gold medalist ever. And if I may say I have to let's let's dissect the master plan of using balls. I, I just noticed whenever he, he was in the heats, he usually starts slow off the blocks. And I think this is because of his height, standing six feet and five inches. And I noticed that off the blocks for 20 to 30 meter mark, he was still low and slow as he gently picking up his speed and the transition begins when he hit the 40 to 50 meter mark as he had already prepared his upper body to adjust from being low to becoming tall and in 50 to 60 meter mark 
it is the most critical stage of his transition because this is where he propels his full speed then in 70 to 80 meter mark he maintains that speed and checks both sides of the someone is getting close at him and finally the last stage at 90 to 100 meter mark in the event that someone's very close to him but i mean that rarely happens and if that happens then usain bolt give his full rack of speed to secure the win and in the 2008 beijing summer olympics was the start of the usain bolt era i mean he was definitely the star of that event there was no other athlete other than him that excites the world every time he was in the heats and count 2012 london olympics and 2016 in rio the lightning bolt shattered all record books with his astonishing performance and in the film i am bold uh, I, I really like this uh moment when coach glenville stated that and i quote it is not just winning because you are the one who is favored to win but winning the ones that you are not supposed to win and that's what a real champion do to establish that it's not just to be talented and brilliant but to have a character and quality that puts us above from all the rest end quote i think that's a very nice talk from coach mills and it gave using paul the right attitude he needs to achieve his goals and I love it, really, really do. When he mentioned in an interview, there was a moment in that movie, in that film, I Am Bold, that uh, Usain Bolt was asked by a uh, sports analyst or reporter that what was his best moment in his illustrious career, and he mentioned that the first time he won a gold medal in 2002 World Junior Championship, and after hearing that from him, it was a very humble answer, considering there was, considering there were more, but much more great moments he experienced in his career. And that's my third spot. And for the second spot, is. Edson Arantes Nascimento, also known as Pele, regarded as the greatest footballer of all time. The International Olympic Committee awarded him the Athlete of the Century and is the only footballer in the history to win three FIFA World Cups, 1958, 1962, and 1970. He's the only player to score 1,283 goals in 1,3 games what what a feat yeah let me give you some trivia did you know how he got the nickname Pele well it all started during his school days when he mistakenly pronounced the name of his favorite player named Bile the goalkeeper of Vasco de Gama since that incident all his family and friends coined his nickname as Pele and with regards with the family and the personal part, Pele is the eldest among his siblings. There was a time when his father got injured and his father's salary was affected. 
Now that despite of his very young age, he helped his family to bring food on their table by working as a shoe cleaner in the streets and a servant in a tea shop. And during his childhood, Pele being his kid of course, he would always love to kick ball, to play kicking ball with his friends in the streets. And let's, let's, let's go back to the World Cup in the 1950 World Cup in Brazil. They have beaten by Uruguay. Uruguay. And it was a disaster when the match ended. Although the stadium was filled with people, there was a deafening silence. It was a tragedy. Pelé's father was crying that day and Pelé told his father that he will give their country a World Cup Championship someday. And at the age of 15, Pelé's father noticed that he could play football very well. So they went to Santos to try out and join the club. This trial, coach of the team was totally impressed and immediately signed Pelé as their player. What about that? On June 29, 1958, Pele became or Pele became sorry for became the youngest player to play and win in a World Cup final match at 17 years and 249 days old. Whew. Such a feat. He scored two goals in that final, beating Sweden in the final score of 5-2. And in 1962-1970, they won two more World Cups in Chile and Mexico, respectively. Pelé just became an inspiration. He gave hope to his countrymen. He made them very proud and happy. Little did they know it was the start of an era. The King Pelé era. Or say, King Pelé era. <laughs> Sorry for that. <laughs> He became the symbol of Brazil's emancipation. And let's talk about the the, the posture, the the athleticism of Pele. Despite his relatively small stature of five feet and eight inch, Pele's role talent, athleticism, accuracy, and great elevation prowess gave him the edge to outplay any footballer that is in front of him. His excellent technique, agility, and outstanding dribbling skills enabled him to beat a lot of players in the pitch. And of course, I've given you trivia. I think I've given you trivia on my past third spot with Usain Bolt. If not, well, I'm going to give you some trivia for this time. And, uh, okay, I got some trivia for you regarding Pele. And please pay attention because who knows, it might pop up in your next million dollar question. <laughs> Have you ever heard the word futsal? Well, it's an indoor football game and according to King Pele, it's a lot quicker than football on the grass and uh, that players were required to think faster because everyone is very close to each other in the pitch. And he also stated that it was futsal that gave him a lot of confidence and a much deeper understanding 
in the game of football. And another tuber for you, okay? Did you have any idea when did Pele started wearing the number 10 jersey and why? Come on. Come on, try. Okay, let me answer it. It was in 1958 World Cup and the Brazilian Federation did not allocate the shirt numbers of the players and it was up to FIFA to choose the number for the players, by the way. In that year, Pele was only a substitute in that occasion. And now, for the first spot, the greatest athlete of all time. Another than Manny Pacquiao, the only 8th division world champion boxer in history of sports. The first boxer to win the legal championship in 5 different weight classes. When I say legal championship, it means the man who beats the match, okay? He was also the first boxer to win major world titles in glamour divisions. Glamour divisions is sort of flyweight, featherweight, lightweight, and welterweight divisions. And the only boxer in the history to hold world championships across 4 decades. <laughs> what an illustrious career by Pacquiao from 1990s to 2020s. Four decades. He's also currently the oldest welterweight world champion in the history at the age of 40. Named fighter of the decade for the year 2000 by the Boxing Writers Association of America, World Boxing Council, HBO, and WBO. He was also long-rated top pound boxer by various sporting news outlets. And uh, I also have, have, have you watched the film Manny? Is the one that uh, Liam Neeson narrated, and I really love the voice of Liam Neeson. By the way, and according to the film Manny, he said that he was born and raised in the shadows of war. His family lives in a very small house made with coconut leaves and branches. Manny is part of six siblings, and all of his siblings, including him, was raised by their beloved father only because they have no father at that time and at the age of 12 Manny became the man of their family and always strive hard to find a way on how to earn money so that he can help his mother to provide food on their table he never forgets to pray that someday everything will be better for him and also to his entire family And Manny Pacquiao saw boxing as a way to improve the quality of life of his family. On June 23, 2001, this is Pacquiao's big break, came along. Yeah, when he agreed to, uh, to fight on a two weeks notice, who, who fights that? Who, who accepts that? Only Mac, only Pac-Man. And on a two weeks notice and you know he's stepping in the fight as a late replacement against IBF super weight champion Len Waba. It was the first time Manny will fight in the US soil. And lo and behold he knocked Len Waba in the sixth round to capture the IBF super weight title. This fight made the Manny Pacquiao the world champion in 
really gave him a lot of confidence to fight and challenge other champions. It also showcases the hand speed, the raw power of Bakel's patches, most especially his signature powerful left hook. Come December 6, 2008, billed as the Dream Match, <coughs> Manny Pacquiao versus Oscar De La Hoya. In this fight, many boxing analysts said that this is a ridiculous matchup because the Golden Boy is way much more bigger than Manny. And as their fight begins, Manny showed a lot more quicker jobs and footwork that caused a major problem with Oscar De La Hoya's style of play. Manny throws an astonishing barrage of punches coming from different angles to the La Jolla's and body. Frequently, he had the La Jolla on the rows from round 1 to 8. What a performance! After 8 grueling rounds, the La Jolla's corner was forced to stop the fight due to the Golden Boy's inactivity during each round. He was very overwhelmed. He's always on the ropes. And this fight was the start of the Manny Pacquiao era and dominated the sport of boxing. And let's dissect what kind of fighter Manny Pacquiao is. Well, he's a ferocious southpaw fighter. His powerful left hook is his deadliest weapon. He's also known for having great footwork and ring intelligence. His hand speed are blindingly fast. He's a move-forward fighter that never backs down. Pacquiao's opponent often said that they were overwhelmed by Pacquiao's performance, most especially his hand speed because Manny was always consistent in throwing a lot of combinations coming from different angles. And over the course of his illustrious career, under the supervision of his coach, Freddy Roach, Pacquiao was able to develop power in both hands. It made his right jab dangerous to his opponent because Manny will use that right jab to set up a combination with his left fist. And also, Manny learned how to use shoulder and head movement and has a lot of feints to distract his opponent. Freddy Roach made Manny Pacquiao more than a complete fighter. A fighter that has strength and agility while maintaining her defense at all times. You want some trivia? You want some more? Okay. Did you know how much did Manny Pacquiao earn on his very, very first fight? Okay, come on. Try it. You have to try it. I'm just not going to say it yet. Okay. You earned a 100 billion peso bill. Wow. I'm also amazed compared to the millions, hundreds of millions of dollars he's earning on every fight nowadays. And guys, so now I have three list of the greatest athletes of all time. And if you have a if you have your own list, by the way, don't don't be shy. You can email it to me. Just I'm gonna put the I email in the description box. It's nextcountdown.tv at gmail.com. Okay. 
would like to end this episode from a message by Coach Glenn Mills in the film I Am Bo. He said, and I quote, Journey is as important as a destination. But if you pay attention to the journey and you do the right thing, you will reach the right destination. End quote. Thank you.